Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change On Air. My name is Lily Mott and I am so excited to introduce my two guests who have joined me on Express Radio today. My guests are Shani Podwell and Sharon Nia Nia Nia. <laughs> I'm sorry, we went over this already and <laughs> um, and they're the co-presidents of the Cardiff University Feminist Society, which is an organization committed to raising awareness and promoting gender equality in our community. So Welcome, Ishani and Sharon, um, and I'm so excited to have you both on the show. Oh, we're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Okay, yeah, and pronounce you. your name correctly. <laughs> we got it on the record. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sharon Nanga. Perfect, perfect. Okay, there we go. Um, so I would love for both of you to just start off by talking about your backgrounds and your interests, and then we'll dive into some of the work that you're doing with the Feminist Society. But can you tell me a little bit about what inspired you both to get started raising awareness about feminism? Do you want to start? Yeah, um, I guess, okay, so from the first part about my background, um, I'm an international student. I'm originally from Kenya. Um, and for me, feminism has kind of been a lifelong commitment. I mean, I'm the eldest daughter, so you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> about that. Um, but I really found a home in like decolonial and queer feminisms in 2020, yeah, especially like in the aftermath of um, the BLM protests and the summer uprisings. I had very many questions, I needed answers, I really needed a community. And I found that like feminism just was such like a crucial center point that linked to so many different marginalized identities and just broadly like looking at changing society like from the ground up, you know, bringing those systems down and building something that's so useful. Afterwards, um, I'll say like my biggest feminist inspiration is the Combahee River Collective. I talk about them a lot. Um, so I'm so sorry to feminist society members for hearing this name again. <laughs> um, it's new to me, so <laughs> go for it. So they were a, a black lesbian socialist like organizing group um, in the 70s and the 80s. And they wrote this brilliant manifesto, which is one of the most important like black feminist works ever. And they talk about how um, Basically, like if we liberate the most marginalized of us, then all of us will be free. Because to liberate the most marginalized require like for us to deal with all systems of oppressions and like their supporting ideologies and really just counter that. So I guess that's also why like I was so excited to join a feminist community community in Cardiff. So when the opportunity came up uh, last year when I was in my second year to be the BME rep, I jumped at it. Mm -hmm. And then obviously now co-president mm -hmm. um, in my third year, I was just really, really excited to keep this community growing and just to keep it, like, allow it to keep diversifying. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you? Okay, so um, I am from Northwest London, mm -hmm. um, which is great, but the area that I'm from is quite conservative. And I feel like growing up, I would see all these things that I always just thought were really, really unfair. Like there were girls who were being like harassed all the time. There was like, just no care at all for like any kind of marginalized community basically. Um, and I felt like that was something I really struggled with. Uh, and so I feel like after that, I kind of started reading a bit more about it. I was like quite like a 14 year old Tumblr kid kind of vibe. And I kept seeing all these like posts. And I was like, mm, that's really interesting. That seems really unfair. Uh -huh. um, and from there I got into it. So I joined the Feminist Society at my school, which amazing school actually. Um, and there was this teacher there who taught me like so much stuff. I thought she was incredible. And then when I came to Cardiff, 
I knew about the feminist society and loads of people I was connected to kind of were in it. And it was in second year that I joined as the treasurer. And it was kind of just like a turn of fate kind of thing where mm-hmm. someone was like, we really need a treasurer for it. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. Like I've always been kind of interested. Um, and I just like thought it was incredible. And then this year, yeah. Co-presidents, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, so tell me more about the work that you're doing with the Feminist Society. What are your meetings like? What are your events like? Give me kind of an overview of to just what you guys are working on with the society. Okay, yeah, um, so we do meetings every Tuesday about a variety of issues, like social problems, different things. So like recently, we had a meeting about the media bias in the Israel-Palestine conflict. We had one a couple of weeks before that, because it was Black History Month, about, um, like we did a collaboration with Afro-Caribbean Society and talked about that. Um, we, what, have, what else have we done recently? Oh, we did um, a collaboration for Pink Week with Copper Field, up to raise, mm-hmm. like, breast cancer, to raise awareness for breast cancer. Um, so we kind of just do like regular meetings. We always do a lot of socials. Do you want to talk about? Yeah, um, so to be fair, Ishadi is the one who's a lot more social than I am. Party <laughs> <laughs> <Our> girl. <laughs> our first social, which was a massive hit, was um, we did a Barbie Yolo. Oh, It was so amazing to see everyone kind of dress in pink and talk uh-huh. about a movie that we all loved over the summer. Um, but we have done other things, actually. I think I might have lied. It was, yes, it was our first official social, but we did have something very social before that, which was I'll Give It A Go, which was like a scavenger hunt. Oh, that's so So fun. it's very, like, targeted to freshers to help them, like, learn Cardiff. Uh-huh. So it kind of uh-huh. went to different, like, feminist places. They were very, very funny clues that we, how it took like under an hour for us to come up with those clues we sat there in gassies like a whole committee we were like let's make this as funny as possible (laughs) that's so funny yeah Yeah, so it was it was so it was so amazing um and we do have a couple of socials upcoming so actually tomorrow night we're going to king's um (laughs) for karaoke night Um, we'll see if ishani can convince me to do karaoke i can't i'm gonna plan a duet i'm just gonna write her name down and it'll be it yeah it's a blind side yeah yeah um so it's it's really fun because you know, that balance of having, like, education, but also being able to have fun together and have a safe night out with other feminists. You know, you believe the same thing. You're able to build friendships. You're able to build community. But also just, like, there's some things that are so quintessential to the university experience. While not everyone goes clubbing or what else, but it's it's such a central part for very many students. So for us to be able to carve out a space for women and other marginalized genders, I think is really, really important. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so fun. I think that's so cool that you guys, it's a lot of fun and you also get to have these conversations and you do amazing work from what I'm hearing. Um, so tell me more about, you were kind of touching on this, but go a little bit deeper. Why do you think it's important to provide this space for Cardiff students? You were saying, of course, providing this safe environment for students to be in. What impact has this organization had on you guys, on your college experience, and on the community as a whole? Yeah, um, I think I can start with that one. Um, One thing about the feminist society that we're really deliberate about is being an intersectional society, and like you said, like being a safe space. So it's really, really unfortunate to see that very many feminist spaces across the world have become increasingly hostile to trans people. And very many spaces are also predominantly white. And as two co-presidents, we're both queer women of color. Like, it's such an issue, like, close to our hearts, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. being able to get that space. As an international student, like, it was really lonely, uprooting my entire life um, and moving to a new city. But being able to find like, 
you obviously want to be around people who believe in the same things you do, who have the same morals and similar views of the world. So I feel like creating an intersectional feminist space is so, so important for that because we know who tends to, you know, there's a lot of talk about like a loneliness epidemic and whatever, but we know who tends to be the loneliest, who tends to find like fewer spaces in community. And that is queer people, trans people, women, other marginalized genders, so like non-binary people. Um, those are the people who tend to struggle to find those spaces. And I think us really making a very deliberate effort to make it known that we are safe, that we have zero tolerance of things like transphobia and racism um, is so, so important because whether or not multiply marginalized people decide to join our space, the space is there. Mm-hmm. It's there for them if they ever decide to come up, come to the space. It's there for people as they're learning more and more about themselves. Like uni is that point where you just l- explore yourself so much. And for like students who come out or realize different things about themselves, you want that space to be there. And I really, I know I've said important a lot, but like it's, <laughs> it is extremely, extremely important. And it's something that's very close to my heart. Yeah, the key word, the key word. Anything to add? Not for this at all, to be honest. That was brilliant. Home run. Thank you. Um, so tell me more about the some of the conversations that you're having. I think it's so cool as you're talking about this intersectionality, because I think, especially with a lot of the conversations that I've had with activists, it's so important to acknowledge all the different parts of your identity. And so tell me about the membership of your organization. Um, how many people are kind of attending meetings do as far as kind of the areas that they're studying, the things that they're passionate about, uh, tell me some about just, I think it's so cool that you can have these conversations with people that are maybe from a wide range of programs and have a lot of different lived experiences, like you said, international students. Um, Tell me about how those conversations kind of go uh, with people who are from different walks of life like that. I can definitely talk about like the kind of demographic, like demographic and Mm -hmm. so we were really focused on recruitment this year. Last year, obviously, Mm -hmm fantastic like it was run really well by M and everything like that but we were really focused on getting quite a few more people and hopefully like increasing diversity as well um because Cardiff University is I mean I think it could always be more most things could be more diverse but mm-hmm. um so we made a real push for it with our give it a go we made a push for it with like all our advertising we were doing about it and I will say we have like a startling number of Joe Mech and NCAP students, like <laughs> s- like shocking. Um, but apart from that, I think we have managed to do it a little bit more. I'd say maybe t- 30 people show up for all of our, like wow, 30 yeah. regularly probably show up to our meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just I think closer to 40 than 30. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, probably and then yeah. social is probably quite similar. Yeah, um, quite, yeah. Quite a few people actually. It's been really good. It's been really lovely this year and obviously refreshers will come up and we'll try and get more people then too. But. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think it's awesome that there are, you know, there are people like you were saying pushing for diversity and you get to have much more meaningful conversations and I think a lot of voices come to the table when you do that kind of recruiting. I think that's yeah. that's awesome. I think we're quite mindful when we like have speakers as well to make sure that they are not just speaking from the perspective of like a cisgender heterosexual kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. we choose, mm-hmm. like it's, we're quite intentional in the way that we choose our speakers where it's going to be like lots of different experiences uh, and yeah, like people yeah. of color lgbt people like all of that other stuff mm-hmm. tell me about some of the speakers that you guys have had mm-hmm. yeah um okay so i was actually our first speaker yeah <laughs> it was amazing Assault plug. i know yeah, assault plug yeah like guys hire me please <laughs> um but yeah I, I was actually our first speaker but our most recent speaker um like with the event that we had yesterday we did do a focus on like media bias in the way the news cycle 
happens. And we did a focus on the Israel-Palestine conflict. Mm-hmm. So we actually managed to reach out to a Palestinian student to come and speak about her experience and what it's like to hold space for so much grief at the moment and the humanitarian crisis and also learn quite a bit about the history. It was a very informative session for me, I think everyone can say. Mm-hmm. There was a very like resounding thank you so much for speaking about mm-hmm. something that's it was very powerful, yeah. Very powerful, like something that's so traumatic. Um yeah but also really just taking that time to educate us. Um, we do have um, a couple of students that have reached out to us asking if they can do um, a workshop on something that they're interested in, which uh-huh. is something we love. It's really nice. Yeah. So we love excited. it. Please, please DM us. Uh. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, I, it, it's something that's really, really exciting because, um, like we've said, like we want to get a diverse range of lived experiences. We want people to speak about their passions. We want to create a community space. So I'm, for one, really excited about our future workshops, which are also in the works. So keep yeah. your eyes out for <laughs> details as they emerge on our Instagram. But um, that is so far how like the makeup has looked. It has actually been a lot more people of color mm. at the start of this year, which is something we're really excited about. We also had the president of the ACS oh, yeah. um, in our Black History Month uh, panel and QA, Q&A session. And she spoke so, so, so well about like the different experiences um, that black women have everywhere really, you know, in the workplace, in education, with friendships, with building community, because uh, the focus was saluting our sisters. So mm-hmm. um, Sim, our BME officer, really, really organized that extremely well. And from, um, I was there and just looking around at the crowd and like seeing just how many people's perspectives and minds were being changed, how people were getting to essentially access a world they may not have had access to before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really encouraging and you know, that's why we do op- we do. Yeah, yeah. Any speakers that you really remember or that stood out to you? It's quite early days. We've only had probably okay, what, like okay. f- four different sessions oh, yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. we had the one this week, like yes, okay. yesterday. Uh-huh. And then we had um, the Afro-Caribbean Society one. We had, we did the Carter Star one count, do we think? Yes, it did. Potentially. It does, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, we had the Cardiff Star was running a workshop and panel evening. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. For those of you who don't know, Cardiff Star is um, Student Action for Refugees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. their focus is on immigration. Um, and they invited us to have a, a workshop sort of situation. And we got to speak about decolonial feminism and immigration and the climate crisis. Oh, interesting. Because yeah, that was yeah. the focus. The focus is the climate crisis. And yeah. it was really, really grateful to them for taking that time to reach out to us and ask us if we'd like to be part of it. So um, we really do try to do as much stuff as possible, but mm-hmm. that's very yeah. current and very relevant. Yeah, yeah. And that's also a plug to other societies who work yeah. with you guys. <laughs> We've had some amazing yeah, collabs, like yeah. really great that's collabs awesome. so far this year. Uh-huh. That's so exciting. And I'm sure that you have lots down the pipeline. Yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. What is next? Can you give me a little like preview? I've got more questions for you, but now we're just on the How topic. Far so. are we talking? How far in the future are we talking? Um, let's go with I guess maybe next couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Should I check our Google Calendar? We have, like, <laughs> yeah, a shared yeah. Google okay, Calendar. Okay, okay. Pull that up. I'll ask you the next question. Okay. Um, so, of course, there are a lot of changes that people would like to see as far as feminism, as, as far as representation of women, especially, I think, in the media, that's a huge one, like you guys were talking about with, you know, these conversations that you're having. I think a lot of people have different goals that they would like to see and things that they would like to see happen as far as maybe it's legislative change, maybe it's social change. 
uh, people's perceptions changing. Tell me about what changes you would both like to see, maybe in the near future, maybe in the long term. Um, what are some of those changes that you would hope our society starts to adapt or starts to implement um, in the future? Go for it. I'd say like in the immediate future, I think, there is a really, really brilliant motion that was submitted oh, yeah. for voting in the AGM um, by a couple of students called Time to Act. Mm -hmm. And it's in response to um, the mishandling of um, sexual assault claims that students file with the university, whether that's in terms of seeking support or seeking uh, more substantive action, like an expulsion or um, an exclusion or something like that. Um, it's been really devastating to see that, you know, these are things that you fight for. These are lifelong fights. And to see that, to be consistently reminded that there's always more to do. Because if there's always more to do, then there's always someone who falls through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And you know you really don't want that to happen. And But it's been really, really amazing to see so many um, students really stand up so bravely, tell their stories, and fight for change. So I think that's one thing like in the immediate future. I would really, really encourage all students yeah. to come for the AGM. Please read the motion. It's actually so brilliantly written. Mm -hmm. It is yeah. actually incredible. I'll link to it in there because I'm yeah, going to publish definitely. this in a podcast episode too. I'll link to it in the yeah. in the Mixcloud too, so people can no, see it. It's really impressive. Please, please vote for it to pass at the AGM. I think there's so much important change in there that's going to be really beneficial for a lot of people in university, and just moving forward I just think it's really really going to be very helpful so please vote for it mm -hmm. yeah and I'd say like um people tend to think like stuff like this is very isolated to Cardiff but you know if Cardiff stands up and says we can't take this anymore we're not going to take it anymore we're going to do something you know time to act um then other students in other universities across the world have a template they can say Cardiff did that they fought, mm -hmm. and we want this for ourselves as well. Because this is obviously not an isolated problem. It's not something that's unique to Cardiff. It's something that all other students face across the country, across the world. And being able, like us winning here would be a win for everyone. You know, no one is free until all of us are free. Mm -hmm. And we learn so much from each other's movements, each other's organization, and I think that's like one mm. thing. And the other thing, um, I guess, also, as like a migrant, like it's something that's very, really, very, very important to me, is um, the Supreme Court today decided that um, the Rwanda plan is illegal, which is like a massive win for asylum seekers everywhere, especially as you know, there's so many conflicts currently happening across the world. There's a lot of um, very like disturbing laws that are being passed that affect minority groups. And many of them will need to seek asylum at some point. And whether or not we like it, whether or not people want to acknowledge it for what it is, asylum seekers will be at our doors. And they need to have safe places to go. And the UK must stand at the forefront of that and be one of those places. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really encouraging to see the Supreme Court agree with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything to add? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, again, home run. Um, do you have up the Google calendar? Do you, yeah, can I you can, give me I some events coming up? Okay, so this Thursday we have our karaoke social. Uh -huh, yes. On Sunday, for th this week, I don't know if you probably know, but it's a um, sober social week. Mm -hmm. So we've got a hot coffee walk and like walk through the park. We've got um, a coffee morning kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, then on the 23rd, AGM, massive thing. We're trying to get as many people as possible in our society, but generally to come. Mm -hmm. um, then on the 25th, 
we have an event by like by Love Your Period, and it's called Reclaim the Night, and it's mm. a walk through the night, and we might be possibly collabing with Cardiff Met Femmes will come out, maybe. Yes. Mm. In the works. Um, <laughs> on the 28th, we have a glow stick walk that raises um, money. It's with Cardiff Marrow. It raises money for Bow Marrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the 30th, we have a collaboration with Women's Health OBGYN Society. Mm-hmm. And it's part one of two collaborations we've got going. So the first one is about women's health generally. And the second one is about sexual health. And they're coming in to basically talk to us. The person who runs it, incredible. Rabar is so lovely. Uh-huh. Um, and she's coming in to just talk to our society about how we can all improve our health and everything like that. That's so cool. So many collaborations. I love it. I, I, think, I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome, too, to kind of continue with this theme of intersectionality that you yeah. guys have with all of these different issues. And I think the more that you can learn and the more that you can involve other people, mm. the stronger you're going to be, which is amazing. As far as the future, when we're talking about these events coming up, I want to go even farther into the future. What are you guys, what are your plans? This is a very broad question and mm. I hate when people ask me, but I'm going to ask you. Um, <laughs> what are your plans for the future as far as after uni? Uh, what are you looking to do um, in your careers? Uh, maybe how are you hoping to continue with this change-making journey? Tell me about that for you guys. <laughs> I know, it's a broad question. It's a scary question. It's a rough question. I'm a third year. <laughs> Timely. I'm going to go like cry now. <laughs> yeah, it's here. Yeah. <laughs> I can start. Okay, so I'm doing English literature currently, which do love it very much. Um, But I think I'm in the process of applying for a law conversion for next year. Mm -hmm. And then I'm hoping after that to possibly go into like human rights or civil rights, something like that. Um, Really important to make change. And I'm really passionate about it. I feel like it's something that not to be cringe, but like gets me out of bed in the morning and everything. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's awesome. It's not cringe. <laughs> <laughs> I love waking up. <laughs> um, interestingly, similar vein. Uh, I'm a mm. law student, and I'm currently applying for master's programs. I have a very like deep interest in like technology, um, mm. and intellectual property. So I'm doing masters specifically on that. And career-wise, it's. The, the immediate plan is um, to be a commercial solicitor. Um, with Get a that bread. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much dollar there. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, you know, with, within law firms and the law firms I'm specifically looking to apply to, they do have a very dedicated, like pro bono, charity, uh, very much about making an impact on society type of work. Um, and within law firms, anyway, they usually have things like um groups based on marginalized identities and DEI committees and stuff. So I would love to get involved in that because, you know, as many, di- you know, you can be part of a marginalized group, but um, all of you have such differing experiences and opinions. And because you have different perspectives, you've lived different lives, you view change differently, which really adds to everyone's benefit because then you get to try new things, try mm-hmm. different things. And that really just helps everyone's experience within the organization. Yeah. So that's my immediate plan at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's the scary question. So yeah, you guys, <laughs> you, you killed it, but that's the worst one, I promise. Um, so lots of young people, especially college students, I think in particular, or university students, want to create change in their communities, in their countries, around the world. But they may not know where to get started with that work. What advice would you guys have for those people who may be listening? This one might be the hardest one. That's a big one. I'm going to say this to someone who I think could, I think I personally could be much, much more educated about most things. I think most people can, but I specifically think (laughs) I could be. Um, But I think sometimes 
this is going to sound ridiculous, but just having a little Google and seeing how far you can go into it. And I feel like the more information you learn, the more you find avenues that are that support your point of view and you find community in those things as well and then that community also simultaneously teaches you a lot of things Mm -hmm. so for example i think if i were to like google right now um i don't know what should i what should i use as an example okay like let's use the women's health thing like different types of women's health organizations that are doing work in cardiff right now and i think you could like find loads i'm sure you could find loads of them Mm -hmm. and i think if you could like go to any meetings go to anything i think you would find quite a good community of people who similarly would probably searching the same thing or probably have a kind of similar opinion to you um because that's how i've learned a lot of stuff yeah i was just quite basic that like importance of community though and i also love i just think everyone can educate themselves about especially about important issues that affect people just do a quick google you know there's yeah, nothing I think stopping being you educated you is like half of it as well exactly. but we have a reading list on our link tree if anyone's interested oh. not to plug it <laughs> another plug. but we've got a really great reading list <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah i think that's that's so important though i think i definitely stand by that i think everyone could do a little bit more researching yeah. on most things for sure yeah. especially when you're interested in especially with these they're obviously current events around the world yeah. right now there is a lot there's a huge need for more informed conversation yeah so mm-hmm. I, think I think the more educated you are the easier it is to find yeah. um kind of like ways to help as well like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't even know the ways that you could help until you're exactly. educated about it mm-hmm. and then you're like oh well i could be doing this right now that's yeah, yeah. even just a little a little bit helpful mm-hmm. in some way you're doing something yeah absolutely yeah. i think that's awesome and you <laughs> <sighs> i think i'm gonna kind of say the same thing in mm-hmm. that perhaps taking it from a different way i would as much as there's a lot hmm as much as there's a lot going on with it, I really would recommend Twitter now X. Mm-hmm. Um, in the immediate aftermath of the 2020 uprisings, I really updated my Twitter account and actually started using it actively. Mm-hmm. And I got to know very many activists in Kenya, mm-hmm. in my media community. I got to learn so much from them. And they helped connect me with activists in the UK, yeah. in the US. And I got to, I came to Cardiff kind of with a list of places that I wanted to check out at mm-hmm. some point. Um, and that was so useful to me. So social media is massively important. I know TikTok at the moment is the one that makes the most sense to a lot more people. Mm-hmm. But um, really like find one creator who speaks about stuff that makes sense to you, mm-hmm. that breaks down stuff in a very useful and reliable way and see who else that they're like mutuals with, who they collab with, who they do stuff with, because they'll point you to so, so many resources. As always, fact check, fact check, fact check. Mm -hmm. But someone being able to break down something extremely complex in a very simplistic way is so, so important because that's how people know what to do. That's how people do direct action. But specific to Cardiff Uni students, what I would 100% suggest is to follow certain accounts. Is it okay if I plug them? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd say follow, like, BLM Cardiff. They are a center of a lot of organizing. Um, So if you're more interested in, like, the direct action aspect of things, if you're more into, like, protests and, you know, emailing your MPs and whatnot, they do very good, like, information about that. If you want to play a more supportive role, I'd say follow GBC which is Green and Black Cross Legal. Um, You can have a chance to become like a legal observer, which Mm -hmm. is to 
support people to help them know what their rights are because the law is changing constantly. It's really important to stay updated. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> I could listen to you for <laughs> These are great. Um, but I really think, like, find a community, tap into it, and that can be an online community and mm. an in-person community. But again, social me- the power of social media is just unprecedented. Not that we're on the same level as those other two organisations, but also um, follow, <laughs> follow CU Feminist. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> you, you're jumping yeah. the gun. <laughs> um, so what are the best ways for people to follow along with both of you and then also your work with the chapter? Because I think you guys have shared so much. I would love for people to also be able to reach you if you guys feel comfortable. Yeah. But let me know. So yeah, give me the plug now. Go okay, for it. Okay, so my Instagram is at Ishani Power. <laughs> um, DM me, follow me, all of that other stuff. I'm always down for a chat. Um, our Instagram as a collective is at CU Feminists. Um, and our DMs are always open. We're more than like more than happy to chat with you about anything. If you want to do collabs, if you have questions, um, all of our information about all of our meetings and our socials is on there as well. Um, the things we care about are posted on our stories. Uh, there's just so many, so many things that you can find on our thing. And also our link tree is linked on there, which leads you to our reading lists and our like, I don't know, things we're doing right now. So basically see you feminist and Ishani Powell. Sharon, do you want to go there? <laughs> um, I mean, in the introduction to committee posts, I think our personals are linked. Oh, yeah, they yeah, are. They're, tar- yeah. they're tagged, yeah. <laughs> so um, mine is a bit, okay, my personal is underscore thoughts by Shaz. Um, mm. but do it's follow- really good <laughs> I stalk her sometimes <laughs> I'm like thank you let's see what's going on today <laughs> 14 year old me is so happy because I came up with that when I was like 14 I was like thoughts by Shaz this I know, is it was so amazing. like ooh. so I posted a story the other day and I was like <gasps> I just gasped and I just like immediately was like oh my god this is the best picture I've ever seen in my life <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a super fan. <laughs> you flatter me too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, the CU Feminist page, I think, is probably the most important one to follow yeah. that, I'd say, because like, we post a lot about what we care about. We plug other people who have more knowledge and experience than we do. And I don't. We, we really can't say that we're experts in anything. We're just people who are passionate, mm-hmm. um, who are taking I the time that. to organize. So yeah, follow CU Feminists. That's awesome. And I'll definitely link everything too in the description yeah, of the episode and everything. But um, this has been awesome. I, I think you guys bring such an energy to the work that you're doing. And oh, I also love that. It's the feminist running through our Makes us really fun. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Next week, I'm going to be joined by Hannah Norman, who is the president of the Stronger Together Society at Cardiff University. They're they're making faces. We That's love Hannah Norman. Okay. Hannah Norman, I love you. <laughs> okay. I do okay. cricket with her as well. She was just, she's amazing. <laughs> so you guys heard it here. Tune in next week. Um, but Stronger Together is an organization committed to supporting survivors of sexual assault and abuse as well as helping people support their loved ones who are survivors so listen live to that interview at 5 p.m next week and until then be the change you wish to see in the world thank you guys so much for coming on the show this was so fun and yeah i cannot wait to follow along with all the work it's gonna be great (laughs) well thank you guys bye